Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Five letters here. Just for everybody out there in Packerland and yourself today. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Relax. This is Blue Cheese Radio on PackToTheFuture.com. The big night is here. One whole year in the making. It's time to rumble. Are you ready to rumble? It's the Title Town Rumble. I'm your host, Mike. Joined, as always, by my, usually my co-host, my partner in crime, but tonight he is my opponent in the Title Town Rumble. Uh, representing Team Holmgren, the one and only Title Town Ty. Ty, are you ready to draft? Oh, I've been ready, Mike. I've done my preparations. I've got my big board set. Ted Thompson will envy me by the end of this night. I'm ready. Been ready for a year. Well, I hate to break the news to you, but uh, I have a fail-proof plan in store for my draft tonight. Uh, So whether... Whether or not I get the first pick or the second and third picks to start the draft, either way, uh, I got this under control. So it's going to be a long night for you, my friend. Oh, uh, we'll it, see. You're gonna be you're gonna be crying when you get Javon Walker in the uh, as one of your wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> but you're one to talk. You love Javon Walker. Don't even talk. Hey, don't Javon, even talk shit about Javon, Javon Walker. Walker. Javon Walker was a beast for one season. And then he got that contract in Denver, and then and then it all fell apart. But hey, we got yeah. him. For the, we got him for the good good period. So, uh, I have nothing bad to say about Javon Walker, but he's not on. He, I, needless <laughs> to say, I'll spoil it for everyone now. He's not on my list, so uh, he's well, not on my board. Spoilers go as they go. He's not on my board either. So <laughs> we'll just see see how the chips fall. Or is he? Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a teaser to keep everyone uh, tuned in till the end of the show because you never know. Because you know, frankly, the fact of the matter is, we can go down the list and just pick from the best players, uh, or we can throw some curveballs and just pick some personal favorites who might not be the best at their position, but uh, were favorites of ours at one point or another, and we that may have not have gotten the the the, the break that they deserved or thought that they uh, yeah they could have had with the Packers. So. Um, so yeah, this is going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Um, I'm ready to get drafting, but before we get to drafting and uh, Team Lombardi completely crushes Team Holmgren, um, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, let's get to the little bit of news we've had. We've been gone for two weeks. I uh, went away to Gatlinburg uh, after last week's show. Had a nice week away. Came came back. Two weeks of nonstop work, and uh, not not much has happened in the way of Packers news. Um, the one, I guess, the one big thing that we were just talking about before we went on the air was the Packers did cut punter Jacob Shum, which was a bit of a surprise because didn't they re-sign him? After this season, didn't they give him a new contract? Yeah, he did get a contract, but I believe he actually had back surgery. He's had some back issues, but, uh, you know, that's that's this business. It seemed like it was going to keep him out for a while, so they cut him. And oddly enough, in one of the weirder stories I've seen of anybody being cut, Jacob Shum cleared all waivers was not signed by another team, and in this happening, actually came back to the Packers and is on the reserve injured list. Yeah, Which, that was I mean, interesting to still, me. I didn't know that, and I didn't know that's the way it worked. But I didn't either. But it makes sense. I mean, do you think this is a good thing, bad thing for Jacob Shum? Because the fact of the matter is the Packers did release him, try to get rid of him in favor uh, for the, the rookie undrafted free agent rookie punter they picked up in the offseason from Miami, Justin Vogel. Um, yeah. So that has to say something with the offseason programs and what's been going on OTAs and whatnot so far that maybe Vogel was just beating, just clear-cut beating him out of the job. So Yeah, um, I mean, he, he could have been. But we also know that Shum, especially as the year wore on and the uh, season got colder, he is a pretty accurate punter, and he has done – he did a very good job last year. So yeah, I thought he did even well. just having him on the reserve injured list, I almost think it gives the team a little bit of insurance at the position if Justin Vogel weren't to work out. And let's not forget, too, they did have Peter Mortel in camp last year, a guy that I think a lot of people were really rooting for. So I also don't think he's out of the question as being brought in for competition. Yeah, I would like to see that. I was impressed with Mortel and what he did in the preseason last year. Oh, yeah. Um, but like you said, Shum did, uh, you know, I think he struggled a little bit at the beginning of the season, if I remember correctly, but near the end of the season, uh, I felt like he <clears throat> more more than held up his end of the bargain in terms of uh, the punting game, at least. But the fact that they just oh, yeah. that they, they cut him and the only punter on the on the roster was the rookie, uh, Justin Vogel, I mean, that that – that makes me really interested interested in seeing what Vogel has to bring uh, to this uh, preseason. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an interesting situation because I felt like they were pretty set with with old Chummy Shum, but um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Shum wasn't being too chummy uh, with, with the rest of the Packers. I don't know. <laughs> but no, uh, there's no way to know, and we'll we'll just have to see how it works out. But uh, you know, speaking of. Packers returning to the team after being let go. A former Packers running back has found his way into the coaching ranks of the Green Bay Packers. Najee Davenport. No, it's not Amon Green. No, it's not Najee Davenport. Sam Congato. Certainly not. Wrong again, my friend. <laughs> We're talking Brandon Jackson. Right. That dude will not stay away from the team. It's, he seems to be... He was, he was forever on this team. He was never the starting guy. They tried to make him the starting guy. Um... Uh, but he was just never. But he was all. He just always seemed to be there for a number of years. Yeah, you know. But and and you know he he was picked up a little higher than he should have been by Ted Thompson. So he had kind of the that extra weight weighing on him that was above his abilities. Kind of mm -hmm. like AJ Hawk, not first round pressure, obviously top five pick, but 
one thing I do like about this, he signed on as a coaching intern to come in and coach under Ben Sermons with the running backs. And while Brandon Jackson was not the greatest runner and his best season was his last season with the Packers in 2010, where he amassed um, 703 yards and three touchdowns while catching 43 passes for 342 yards and another touchdown. His greatest asset was his pass blocking ability. A lot of people sell Brandon Jackson short because he wasn't a great runner, but a blocker, he was amazing. And he could really do a lot to teach this young group of running backs the finer points of pass blocking from that position, especially someone like Ty Montgomery going from the receiver, having a full season at running back, and that being the main thing he needed to work on. Yeah. This could really help Ty Montgomery become that real complete every down running back that they want him to be. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that's it, it, putting it that way. I think it's very smart. That's probably why they brought him in, uh, just for that specific reason, more so than anything, than to help time develop Ty Montgomery into a better pass blocker. Uh, so yeah. he'll develop more into a all down back. Because um, I think they, I think they like what they have in Ty Montgomery. I think uh, he's going to be. You know, he, they drafted three running backs, but I think he's going to be hard to beat up for the top job. Although I really do like Jamal Williams. We've covered that. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, it's an interesting pickup. Uh, it's another another former Packers player coming back to join the coaching staff. You know, another Packers running back, even with Edgar Bennett. Um, I'm yeah. not sure we'll talk about more later, but uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's a nice little pickup. And speaking of former... Uh, f- <laughs> former Packers coaches, um, bless his heart, Mike Sherman recently lost. Oh. He recently lost his head coaching job. I don't know if it was a head coaching job or what. Uh, his high school coaching job. Um, so I, th- I think. Yeah, the guy. He just. <laughs> he I think can't. he's about done. I I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. Well, let, let's let's just. <laughs> I mean, let's if before first and foremost, let's take a moment and you know, with all his faults and you know, there we criticize Coach McCarthy plenty, but let's take a moment and appreciate that uh, Mike Sherman is no longer our coach and Mike McCarthy is. Um, yeah, I, I doubt. I doubt if yeah of of the uh, I doubt if Coach McCarthy of the ever lost his job with the Packers. I doubt he would let alone be coaching out of high school, but let, you know, let alone, you know, losing his job there too. So I don't know. If Mike McCarthy lost his job with the Packers, he would be the first coach picked up on the coaching carousel in the off season. I guarantee you that. Oh yeah. He'd, he'd be one of the, the most in demand coaches, uh, out there. He'd he'd join the ranks of I mean, the, you know, the, uh, John Gruden's and the Bill Cowers yeah. and those types. Um, Teams would be lining up, like, please, we don't even want to interview you. Just please come here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, all you have to do is just look at what he did in his first year with the Packers when he took a abysmal Packers team, which Mike Sherman had completely ran into the ground and turned him into an eight and eight team and really revived Brett Favre's career. So, yeah. And, you know, with Mike Sherman, I think we have to acknowledge as well that he was the last real example I feel like of the fact that in this day and age you cannot be coaching GM 
Yeah. Because he tried. Mm-hmm. And it, you, you just can't. There's too much responsibility, different responsibility leveled to each position. And unless your name is Bill Belichick and you have your system down and it works that way, you can't. And I, I even still imagine Belichick does a lot of delegating, I'm sure. But he's got people around him he trusts. And Mike Sherman, he tried it, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, they tried it's, it with... They tried you it with, can't do it anymore. They tried it with Chip Kelly, too. And then we saw what happened there in Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, he just raped that roster of, of all of their talent and left them at the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> you know. So it's... yeah. It's not a good idea, but you know, good luck to to Mike Sherman. Maybe he'll find another job somewhere else. I mean, he is a former NFL head coach, but uh, yeah, somebody will pick him up. Somebody's gonna want him. Yeah, somebody needs a water boy somewhere. Um, oh, <laughs> well, and uh, let's see. Last little bit of news here uh, coming from the uh, OTAs that are going on right now. Jason Spriggs. Jonathan Calvin, apparently there was a big fight going on. Apparently there might be some ramifications coming from that as well. I've heard rumors of possibly the Packers losing a draft pick uh, because of it. Um, ah. I, I don't mind it. I, I think I, I'm, I, I feel like Mike Daniels was probably standing there on the sideline watching it with a smile on his face, nodding in approval. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's just like when they talked about the first – bit of OTAs when Josh Jones came flying across the field and leveled somebody and everybody had to jump on him. Yeah. Jeff Janice, (laughs) everybody had to jump on him. Like, no, 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 don't, you can't do that. No pads. You can't hit no TAs. And Mike Daniels tweets out a smiley face. (laughs) That's it. Apparently Mike Daniels. I like this. Apparently Josh Jones has really been turning heads, uh, in the OTAs. Oh yeah. I think there was, I was going, just looking at the tweets, the live tweets or whatever from, the people that were there and they said, I think he broke up a pass like a, going to Jeff Janice on that play. And then the very next play, he broke up another pass to Lance Kendricks, maybe I think. Uh, but he's, you know, he, he, apparently he looks really good. I'm pretty excited to, to see what, what's coming out of that with him. Yeah. Him and uh, Malachi Dupree is the other guy that they say is really starting to turn heads because he, he has found some kind of real, connection going on with Aaron Rodgers and he seems to be really impressing the t- his teammates so there's your seventh rounder dark horse type of player there that could be an impact guy well, think about that he's an LSU recruit I mean they LSU is notorious for getting top recruits yeah he didn't have the stats and but he was yeah. playing with just a terrible quarterback play at LSU so oh god yeah yeah they that offense with and Les Miles is a good coach. I'm not going to sit here and say anything bad about Les Miles because I think he's one of the last great college coaches left with a real unique personality. Yeah. He's a great recruiter, recruiter, but his offense is stuck in 1972. Oh, yeah. They do not throw the ball very often. It's a very very much a uh, a run-based offense almost unforgivingly. Yeah, that whole offense was and based around Leonard Fournette. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and Malagai Dupree with his with his measurables and his talent, he could end up being really good. I'm not going to heap expectations <laughs> upon him and say he's going to be a great receiver, but he could end up being really good. 
we we just don't know yet because there's a lot of unknowns there. Yeah, but, uh, uh, that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, that about does it for the news. Well, a little bit of news on the uh, on our front, on the Twitter front. We posted a Twitter poll last week uh, coming off the heels of our, uh, our wrestling-themed show uh, on the roster. Who, which... Which player currently on the Packers roster would you like to see uh, in a WWE ring? And we caught the attention of, of one of the uh, more fierce Packers on the team, Mr. Mike Daniels. And, and I call him Mr. Mike Daniels. The man beast. Exactly. I call him Mr. Mike Daniels because, I mean, he's he's our age. He's 28 years old. But I feel like if I ever met the man in real life, I would, I would still call him sir the, the entire time. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I would be afraid to shake his hand because he might break mine, and I would only have to yeah. call him sir. I couldn't just be like, "What's up, it's, Mike?" It's, it doesn't work. It's, he's he's it's scary. Sir or Mister Daniels. But apparently, we caught his attention last week on Twitter, yeah. and uh, he ended up retweeting and commenting and 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 going nuts with our poll record number, smashing the former. Uh, record or whatever it was for uh, <clears throat> people who voted on our poll. Um, so it got a cause to stir last week on Twitter uh, with Mike Daniels and the possibility of him going to the WWE and facing the beast Brock Lesnar, which, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar's uh, he's, he's a legit badass, but Mike Daniels is, as I said on Twitter last week, Mike Daniels is the kind of guy that could probably make a Mack truck back down in, in a head. So, <laughs> oh yeah so but you know coming off of that i nobody's messing with mike yeah, daniels i mean just just there's a, a video on twitter that, that made the rounds uh about a month ago or so of mike daniels blowing through two uh two lions linemen and a fullback i believe something like that uh it's a thing of beauty but uh yeah. but yeah I, it was it was pretty cool last week and we'll like i'd like to take this opportunity to Officially speak to uh, Mr. Daniels. Uh, if you ever would like to come on, sir, sir, if you would ever like to come on the podcast and talk to us and uh, maybe maybe play around of on the roster, Green and Golden Poster Pro Wrestling Edition, uh, you're more than welcome anytime you want. Hell, me and me, you can come on. You can have the whole show to yourself. Me and Ty will leave and you can just do the whole show yourself. Uh, you can do whatever you want. Uh, we're, we're not going to say no. So, um, <laughs> But yes, if you would like to come on the show, you're more than welcome anytime, you name it. Uh, would love to have you on. Um, so that was pretty cool. Hell, he can come on the show. We don't even have to talk football. He can come on the show and talk Dragon Ball. I don't even there care. There you go. I mean, he... <laughs> be great. He can come on the show and we can talk Food Network for all I care. I don't, I don't care. Uh, he comes on the show. It's, <laughs> it's your show. It's the Mike Daniels show. Um, featuring two slap dicks from Kentucky, but... Anyway, <laughs> before we get on to the Title Town Rumble, we got to do the official coin toss. Now, last week we are, or two weeks ago, we promised everybody it would be the coin toss would be fair. It'd be on the up and up. Uh, so we're going to have a uh, we're going to have an impartial official to uh, flip the coin for this, and uh, that person will be Ty's wife, my sister. She hates us both equally, and we'd like to welcome her on the show for the very first time, making her <laughs> debut here on Blue Cheese Radio. 
the girl that has put up with both of us, if you think putting us putting up with us for two hours a week is hard, she's had to put up with both of us for her entire life. Um, so she's a tough broad. She's she's going to be on the up and up, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Shelby, Shelby, how you doing? Hey, bub, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Are you ready to step in between us right now and and flip the coin and let us know who gets the official first pick of this draft? Of course. All right, now, now just right. just for everybody out there, just for everybody out there, uh, this is up on the up and up. There's there's no the fix is not in. You you you're you're an impartial official. Um, <laughs> tell, explain to do you have the coin in your hand right now? Yes, I do. All right, explain to what everybody to explain to everybody what the coin looks like uh, to make sure it's not a, a double sided coin or you know um, tell us what the heads and the tails of the matter are. Yeah, the heads is Brett Favre and the tails is the United States seal. All right, so uh, who who do you who are you uh, delegating to for to 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 pick uh, heads or tails? I guess home team, away team, whatever. Uh, you. All right, cool. See, all right. There's a little. <laughs> I like your favoritism already. I like your favoritism already. Uh, this is this is gonna go well. All right. Um, I'm going to pick. <laughs> I'm going to pick. Speak about before we get into this. By the way, I went to uh went to the record store in uh, Clarksville today. Uh, you you uh-huh. need to go ASAP. They full of stuff you would love. There was an Otis Redding sitting by the dock of the bay vinyl uh about 20 wings albums um yeah you'd go crazy in there so just a heads up on that um well yeah we all need to go sometime <laughs> we do we do um but okay all right i'm i'm tired i'm, I'm done thinking <laughs> i'm going to go i'm going i'm going tails because tails tails never fails and that that's that's what I always say knowledge. too, but then it's always heads. So, <laughs> well, Every okay. Time. Wait a minute. You might be talking me out of it. I'll, I'll stick with tails. <laughs> I'll stick with tails. Okay. Let's go. With All the right, here we go. Let's count. I'll count it down so we know when. Ready? Yep. Five, four, three, two, one. It's heads. Son of a bitch! <laughs> I told you, bub. You should have went heads. I told you. All right, all right. All right. Ty, cool. you get first pick. That's cool. That's cool. All right, well, thank you, babe. I love you. Um, I hope to see you soon. Thank you for being the official of the Titan Rumble, keeping things on the up and up. No problem, and, uh, bub. Love you. All, right. all right, good night, babe. <laughs> good night. <laughs> It's all fixed, folks. I, I don't care what anybody says. This is already the fix is already in. Team Lombardi's getting screwed. There, there's no fix. I watched it. It was legitimate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well. All right. So you get the and first the coin. Pick. <laughs> all right. The coin actually flipped. It was not some toss up in the air where the coin did not flip. Thank God. Lie. I don't believe you. But anyway. I'll, I'll I don't it. lie. I'll take it. This is a show of integrity. Uh-huh. That's true. I did get to choose, and I picked tails like a like a loser. So, 
I deserve what I get. But anyway. <laughs> All right, so the first pick belongs to Team Holmgren. Uh, you got your choice. The big board is up. Will you go quarterback first? Will you take your prized quarterback? Will you take a running back? Uh, uh, wide receivers, you got plenty to choose from there. You got uh, plenty of defensive stars to choose from. Uh, or are you one of those GMs that likes to build from the inside out? Um, well, uh, as a GM and as as a man who is a, a big fan of the West Coast offense and one who knows that the centerpiece is a quarterback who can make efficient decisions, who can make all the throws, whether they be deep, short, in the middle, screens. I think you might know where I'm going with this, Mike. My first pick is going to be a quarterback. And I might surprise a few people here, but I'm not choosing Brett Favre to reunite with Mike Holmgren. The oh. first pick of the official title town rumble will be the legend himself, Mr. Bart Starr, a player who I think could have thrived even greater and gone to even greater heights had he played under Mike Holmgren in the West Coast offense. That's an interesting pick. I, I really thought you were going with, with Favre there. That would have been the obvious choice. That would have been the safe choice for the first pick of the draft. But you go with Bart Starr. Hmm. Well, to me, you have a... A guy who's a two-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time Super Bowl champion, five-time world champion with a playoff quarterback rating higher than, I believe, any other still. I think it was a 109 rating and a 9-1 and postseason record. A man who, as Paul Horning would say, on the field would cut your heart out and show it to you and is not afraid of making the gutsy play and the gutsy call but not making the big mistake to lose the game for his team. Man. And he's a smart man. That's, that's a good pick. That kind of threw me for a loop here. I thought you were going somewhere else with, with the first pick. But Star is off the board. Team Holmgren has their quarterback. They can no longer choose a quarterback in this draft. So that doesn't necessarily mean I have to go quarterback uh, until the very end of the draft. So you just no, the door wide open for not me. Not at all. So. So I'll take I'll take that bit of strategy. All right, so I got the number two pick here. Bart Starr goes number one to Team Holmgren. Kind of threw me for a loop. I felt like I knew what you're going to do, and then I was going to completely shut that down. But that's okay. I, I got you covered. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, for my first pick, second pick of this draft of the Title Town Rumble, you got your quarterback. I'm getting my pass rusher, and all my right. pass rusher, I'm getting after Bart Starr. Bart Starr, you can do all the West Coast nonsense you want, uh, because my pass rusher uh, is going to tear him a new asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and with the second pick, <laughs> with the second pick, the pick is in, folks. With the second pick of the title town Rumble, I'm going Reggie White, defensive end. I figured. Getting, I'm I getting figured after, as much. Getting after Bart Starr. That is what I am doing. Reggie White, who many would say is possibly the best, maybe the best defensive player in Packers history. It's possible. 
Could you imagine what... I, I could never fault you for picking Reggie White. Reggie White off the board, and Vince Lombardi is smiling ear to ear right now because... Oh, certainly. So I got my pass rusher. Every good defense... Hang on a second. Let me look at my big board here. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go defense again here with my third pick, my second pick. All right. And I think when you have a good pass rusher and you can get after the quarterback and you can rush things and you can really get after it. What is it what what are the two keys of of a great defense? A good pass rush and a sh- Oh, I I think I know where you're going here, Mike, and the two keys to a great defense, especially in this era, the two key positions, you gotta have a good pass rusher, you gotta have a shutdown corner. Exactly. Now there are two on the board here that I really like, and you could really flip a coin for. Yeah. And I'm thinking real hard on this of which one I want. And I think the guy... Well, you could have your pick. I've actually got five on my board that I have great interest in. Oh, I have six. But there are two that are just far and well, away. We're, we're prepared, so... I have two that I far and away interested in. But I think I'm going to go this route. We got a leader up front in Reggie White. We we need a leader in the secondary as well, and a guy that can play all over the field, a guy that can play corner, he can play safety, he can do it all. I'm going Charles Woodson with the third pick of the draft. I think Woodson... With Lombardi and Reggie White, Bart Starr is going to have a very rough time against these two. So I'm going Charles Woodson with pick number three of the draft. Building the defense first since you took a quarterback. So now you have picks four and five. Well, and for my my uh, my second pick, the number over, number four overall pick, Mike, I'm actually going to flip the script and go a little defense with you, and I'm going to go with a guy who gives me the confidence in Bart Starr that he can play against that type of coverage on the back end. A man who I think may have been your other choice had you gone the different route at corner, and a guy who I think could give your quarterback, no matter who you pick, absolute fits, and maybe even still a little bit of fear in your wide receivers, no matter who they may be. A man who is greatly celebrated, a man who I think you know who he is, many consider to be the best uh, cornerback in Packers history, and that is the one and only Herb Adderley. Yeah, that was my that was my other choice, but I went with versatility. Yeah. So, I like... I, I can deal with that. I can deal with her badly. We'll just throw we'll just throw away from him the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? When you cut the field in half, 
Just look at the Jets when they had Darrell Revis in his prime. When you cut the field in half, it makes everybody else that much better because you offer a lot more help on the other side. And speaking of the passing game, I've got to go back to offense. And I've got to go with the guy who I feel like if I don't take early, it's going to come off the board. And God knows I don't want him to come off the board. Possibly the greatest Packer in Packers history. A man who gets left out of the the discussion so often when it comes to the great wide receivers of all time. Greg Jennings. (laughs) (laughs) No, sir. We're talking the one, the only, one of our favorite players here on this show, Dandy Don Hudson himself. Damn, that's a good choice. I was hoping you'd let that one slip. I was hoping you'd let, because that was my next pick. Because you talk about a guy who can play wide oh, receiver. He can play cornerback. I mean, he can kick. I mean, he can do it He can play he can wide receiver. He can play corner. He can play safety. He can kick. He's run the ball before. He's thrown passes before. The man has NFL records that still stand today. And in my opinion, if any wide receiver list of the all-time greats does not include Don Hudson... It's invalid. Automatically. There's no legitimacy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a damn good pick. I think I, that's a good pick. I like that one. But I don't like it because he's not going to be on Team Lombardi. But that's okay. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to continue to build from the inside out. And All I'm right. going to go with an offensive lineman here. Because everybody knows Vince Lombardi loves the Packer sweep. He invented it. He perfected it. It was unstoppable in the 60s. And with this man at the helm, it'll be unstoppable in 2017. I'm going Forrest Gregg, offensive lineman. Oh, I figured. I figured that's exactly where you were going. I'm, I'm building from the inside out. And Lombardi said it himself. Forrest hey, Gregg, I like out it. of all the great players, out of all the great players that Coach Lombardi had the honor of coaching, Forrest Gregg was by far the best player he ever coached, and that's coming from Vince Lombardi's mouth. Oh yeah. So yeah, and, and honestly, Gregg. I almost chose Gregg over Don Hudson, but I just, I just had the feeling that I needed Dandy Don, or he was going to come off the board before I had a chance at him again. And that's a good pick. Can't argue with that. You're playing in the West Coast offense. They like to throw. Bart Starr to Don Hudson. That's that's a that's a pretty juicy uh pretty juicy combination there. But sticking with building for the Packers sweep, I'm going with a running back. This could be interesting. I'm going to make uh, I'm going with a running back that that epitomizes the Packers sweep. I'm going with Jim Taylor. Smart, safe choice. We know he hey, can I execute can't fault it. That. Arguably the best running back in Packers history. And I think with, I think you get Jim Taylor and Forrest Gregg on that, and you get another running back behind him. It's, it's money every time. So I'm going running back with the seventh pick, Jim Taylor. Ty, next two go to you. Well, Mike, I'm actually going to the line 
this time, staying with offense, and you've got your left tackle. I'm getting my left tackle. I'm taking a guy who, behind Forrest Gregg, I would consider the next greatest tackle in Packers history, a man who had a lengthy career, had a reputation to be able to play through some horrible injuries, especially to the knees late in his career, but one of the finest modern era Packers that we will ever see, and that's one Mr. Chad Clifton. Oh, that's, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Him and, uh, okay. I don't know, man. I think that's a bit of a reach. Really? I I, I I like Clifton, man. I think, you know, he's going in the Packers Hall of Fame. I think he, he had some great battles with some great, great modern era pass rushers. A lengthy career in Green Bay, blocked for both Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, and you did a lot to keep both those guys clean. He he's um, to me he's underrated in the greater scope of NFL history, but not in Packers history. I I agree. I I, I like Chad Clifton a lot, but I think with just with with the number of great offensive linemen the Packers have had uh, over their history, going from you know, from the Lombardi era through even through the seventies and eighties, there were a number of fan. Even in the nineties, there were a number of really good offensive oh, line yeah. you could have went with uh, that would have fit the Holmgren system, the West Coast offense. Well, that's and that's one of those personal personal type picks we've talked about here. I've always been a great fan of Chad Clifton and what he's been able to do and give to this team. You know, as a Super Bowl champion, even. That that's a risky pick. That might be a bit of a reach. That kind of opens the door for some other players for me. But all right, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> see here. Well, and you talk about your Packers sweep. Uh, oh, you bitch! I've got the antidote <laughs> to your Packers sweep. Uh huh. And it's been talked about often. People have asked about it often on Ask Vic on Packers dot com on Insider Inbox. What it is now? It's been discussed a lot whether or not the sweep would work in today's NFL with uh, the different blocking schemes of today, how defenses are not necessarily gap control schemes like they used to be. You've got a lot faster and a lot stronger defensive linemen who shoot the gaps now. And as the sweep was a slow developing play, I don't think Lombardi would have run it in today's NFL. And that's why I look at a guy who not only could occupy two, even three blockers with his size at times, but also had great power and speed for how big he was. That's the grave digger, Gilbert Brown. Mmm. Big Gilbert. Gilbert Brown. All right. Personally, I think you reached on that one too, buddy. You're giving you're giving me. I don't know, man. Gilbert Brown was he was part of a defense and a defensive line that produced the number one overall defense in the same year the Packers produced the number one overall offense and Fritz Shermer. That's true. Boy, he knows how to use players and play to their strengths. That's true. I mean, no faulting the pick of Gilbert Brown. I think he's definitely one of the top defensive tackles in the history of the Packers, bottom line. Uh, man, that's that's a bit of a reach. I got 
two really good spots here. Uh, let's see. Let me go. Hey, this. have it. I, I'm getting what I want. I'm. <laughs> I got you. I'm happy with what I've got. I got you. All right. All right. Well, we got we got an impact player up front. We got an impact player in the secondary. Now I need that impact player at the linebacker position. I need a nasty guy. I need a rugged guy. I need a guy who's going to get in there and uh, get after it. So with my pick. I know what you're doing. I hate it. Tenth pick of this draft. I'm going Ray Nitschke. Ray Nitschke on this linebacking core. Holy smokes, I got Reggie White, Ray Nitschke, and Charles Woodson. I like this. I like it. I I would never fault that pick. I wanted Ray Nitschke, but, you know, it's, it's another one of those things. There are so many great players in this draft to choose from. It's an event unlike any other. An event unlike any of you people have ever seen or heard, so keep... Keep it rolling. Stick with us. This is only going to get more interesting as the picks keep flying off the board. Hmm. For my next pick, let me let me think about. I've this. got a Ray Nitschke. I've got a Ray Nitschke McFarland figure hanging on my wall, and it might be the scariest toy I've ever had in my life. Might be the scariest McFarland toy. <laughs> You think about it, the and you're talking spawn figures. Yeah, exactly. Good God. Exactly. Well, let's see here. Do I go back to the O line, grab another top tier offensive lineman? I think that can wait. Do I grab another pass rusher? There's a couple of really good ones on here. I think I'm going to go back to the offense, kind of even things up here. With my number six pick. All right. And I could go wide receiver. I don't have any wide receivers yet. You've already taken Don Hudson. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fill out my running back position, and I'm gonna go Amon Green. I like it. Amon Green and Jim Taylor in the backfield. I think he would have been with Force Greg blocking. Watch out now. Good pick. Good, safe, very safe pick. Especially when you talk about Amon Green is the Packers' all-time leading rusher. Yeah. I mean, he was – what was the year that he just was the leading rusher in the league? And the whole – even with Brett Favre on the team, he was uh, – the team was based around him. Wasn't that 03, I believe? I, I believe so. He had over 1,800 yards, almost 1,900 mm-hmm. yards. Yeah. That's absolutely just lit it on fire. Amon Green was fantastic. That's the Amon Green I'm drafting. The 1900 yard Amon Green. Not the uh, the injury prone. No. Not the injury prone <laughs> fumble happy Amon Green. No, no. I forget that he came back and had a second stint with the Packers at the end of his career. Yeah, he actually uh, was the uh, the kick returner. Yeah. For a little while there, and was not terrible. Yeah, so there you go. <clears throat> Quick but, uh, update. You know, back to 
Here's an update on the teams real quick. Team Lombardi. Flipping it back. Update right. on the teams real quick. Team Lombardi. On the offense, Jim Taylor and Amon Green. Dual running backs. Jim Taylor blocking. Amon Green running. Or vice versa. Hell, who knows? Uh, Forrest Gregg on the O-line. And, of course, on the defense, Reggie White, Ray Nitschke, Charles Woodson. Uh, an impact player at each level. Uh, Team Holmgren, right now, Bart Starr, the quarterback of Team Holmgren. He'll be throwing passes to Don Hudson, and he'll be protected by Chad Clifton. A little something from every decade, a little something from every decade, or uh, time period, if you will. Uh, that'd, that'd be very interesting, interesting mix. And uh, on the defense, you got the big man, Gilbert Brown, on defensive tackle, Herb Adderley. Uh, in the secondary, holding things down. Uh, but, you know, with Forrest Craig and Jim Taylor running at him, they're just going to run over him, so it's not going to be a big deal. Um, ah. So, yeah, that's where we stand now. So, Ty, uh, the next two picks are yours. Well, Mike, with these next two picks, we are flipping it back to the defense, and it's time for me to procure my pass rusher. A man with immense speed and surprising strength. The Packers all-time leading sack master himself. The one and only Kabir. Baja Biamila. KGB. KGB. I like that pick. That was going to be one of my... uh, That was going to be one of my personal picks. He's one of my all-time favorite Packers. Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't can't hate the numbers. Like I said, all-time leading sack... Uh, the sack leader in the franchise history, a man who who really could do it all. He could play defensive end. He could play linebacker. He he really had that it factor for his years with the pack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. I would say he was the best defensive player for a, a number of years on that on that team. Yeah. Oh, and when they had him and Aaron Campman together on the team, whew, oh, that, that was, was nasty. Great. That was great. And you told we talked about on the last show, great, uh, great nicknames, KGB. That's all you got to say. KGB. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what's coming. All right, we're gonna we're gonna jump back over to the offense here for my next pick, and we're gonna give Bart Starr another guy to throw to. We're gonna we're gonna dip into the nineties. For one of my all-time favorite Packers, just a a guy who had terrific numbers, terrific talent. A man whose own brother, who's in the Hall of Fame, said that it's a shame. He's the Hall of Fame player in his family, and he's still not even the best player in his family. This man's career numbers, if extrapolated over the same amount of years that Jerry Rice played would have matched or beaten Rice's career numbers. Little known fact for people that don't know a lot about the one and only Sterling Sharp. Great pick. Can't argue with that pick. I love me some Sterling Sharp. A guy that, like you said, injury hampered his career, would have ended up in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and he's back. He's back on that West Coast offense. With Bart Starr throwing to him and Don Hudson on one end, Sterling Sharp on the other, and you got to remember Sterling Sharp really had his best years with the Packers when they were complete garbage. Yeah, 
Yeah, he, <laughs> so he was only with he was, Brett he Favre for a very short amount of time. Yeah, and he wasn't around for that Super Bowl either, which is very unfortunate. No. No, the neck injury, the first in a in several neck injuries that halted the players of the careers of promising young players in Packers history. Yeah, that, that's it's a good pick. The uh, redemption of Sterling Sharp coming back for one more go, opposite of Don Hudson and Bart Starr throwing the ball. That's interesting. Uh, you got you got a nice mix here, dude. Uh, I've got respect for all the eras. I, I love it regardless of era. I'm not one of these who's, oh, today's players are bigger, faster, stronger. I love the old guys too, and I I have immense respect for guys who played in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and especially even the early 90s when the game was still a more a more violent game and receivers were not afforded the protections they are now. Yeah, and nothing, nothing epitomizes just, just, uh, players from all decades than Don Hudson. I mean, many people say he was the best best football player in football for the first fifty years of the NFL. Uh, that that's if that, that that's pretty high marks there for a guy. Oh yeah. So, but I mean, you've got right. your own mix there with Amon Green and Jim Taylor in the background. That's a hell of a duo. Yeah, it's going to be unstoppable. I'm already telling you. I don't. <laughs> so you say. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's see here. I have no wide receivers yet. Um, no defensive tackles. But since you've already cashed out on your two wide receiver picks, I think I can hold off on those till the end of the draft. So. I'm going to take the best player available. I'm like, hey guys, I I, I go by the uh, the Ted Thompson way of thinking here. Best players available, hey. first and foremost, and that's what I'm going with with my next pick to pair with Charles Woodson in the backfield. I'm going with safety Willie laying the wood. Willie Wood, great pick. To help shut down the duo of Don Hudson and Sterling Sharp. Great pick. Talk about a hard-hitting safety. Oh, yeah. Willie Wood with that pick. And let's see. Next pick. I think what I'm... Willie Wood was an undrafted guy, too. Well, not in the title town rumble. (laughs) We've, we've, no, we've, not today. We've, we've corrected that injustice here today. Um, but I think I'm going to go back to oh, the offensive yeah. line. I'm going back to the offensive line for my next pick. All right. And I'm going with Mr. Jim Ringo to pair with Forrest Ooh, great Gray. pick. Great pick. You took Willie one of my, Wood, my top Forrest two Ringo. guys at center. There you go. I got my uh I got my rocket center to pair with my beast of an offensive lineman Forrest Greg. I don't know what else you would call him. But uh all I know is that Vince Lombardi's blowing up my phone right now. He's hearing what's going on. He's shooting me texts. He's he's all about this draft right now. He he's 
He's not even sweating it, dude. So you better make you start you better start making some some impactful picks here or you know, me and Lombardi are just gonna we're gonna go out and smoke some cigars tonight and, and well, party it up because it's it's in the bag. <laughs> talk about Lombardi blowing up your phone. Mike Holmgren just called me before you made that pick and said, Hey, I need somebody to snap bar to start the ball. I need somebody who I can count on, somebody who's gonna be there, somebody who is not a rock, but who is the rock. The yeah. rock. Larry McCarron. One of the greatest centers in Packer history. A man yes! who could block anything you threw at him. That's why they <laughs> called him the Rock. Larry McCarron has come back to Green Bay. Oh, he's never left, man. He's still there. He's still one of the Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah, the Rock Report is a fantastic oh, yeah. video series. I love it. That's a good pick. So we both go center back to back. Dig that. The Rock! Not only that, but I'm also going with another offensive lineman. We're going back-to-back on the O-line. Going with a another guy who can help block Ray Nitschke, who can help block Reggie White. A guy who you might have thought my last or my first offensive lineman in Chad Clifton was a reach. But this is a man who I don't think anybody's going to call a reach. A man who is often spoken of as... The left out. The guy who isn't getting his due. Uh, you know him. We share a first name. Jerry Kramer. <laughs> Jerry Kramer. A man who Way today, to go, Jerry! the governor of Wisconsin declared Jerry Kramer Day. June 4th, 2017, in Wisconsin. Jerry Kramer Day. And it's a shame you cannot bring up Jerry Kramer's without. I mean, just the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame pisses me off. It's like when I think of the Hall of it's Fame, it's a travesty. You, you can go with stats, numbers, whatever. I like I like the idea that a player goes into the Hall of Fame. If you're telling the story of the NFL, and a certain player plays a big role. Them. You have to include Jerry Kramer. He made the key block and to help the Packers win the game in the Ice Bowl, one of the most significant, most well-known, famous games of all time, uh, and one of the most quotable Vince Lombardi quotes of all time uh, after the game when they're showing Vince Lombardi the playback, and he sees Kramer makes the block, and he, the you know the way to go, Jerry. You know it's it's a travesty. And, uh, and, and you know, he's, he's one of those three players that made the Packer sweep go between Forrest Gregg, Fuzzy Thurston and Jerry Kramer. And, you know, I'm sure Fred, if he listens to this, he's going to love hearing Fuzzy's name come up because God knows it's going to come up again on one of our picks. There's no way it doesn't. So spoiler alert, it's going to happen one way or another. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I love Jerry. Well, with uh, with that being said, uh, the spoiler doesn't have to wait long because we're going on a run on offensive linemen here. We go Jim <laughs> Ringo, Larry McCarron, Jerry Kramer, and my pick, number 18 overall. I'm going Fuzzy Thurston, the man to help make this Packer sweep happen with Jim Taylor and Amon Green. Fuzzy Thurston is my next pick. So, Fred... 
There you go, pal. This one goes out to you. Great. Uh, Fuzzy is back with uh, Vince Lombardi the way it should be. Um, well, we got a we got four offensive linemen in a row here. This it's a run. Um, let's see. We should each only have maybe one one or two linemen to fill out our line, don't we? I think I need two. Yeah, we both still there's still two slots open for both of us. So, uh, all right. But I think I'm going to deviate so away from the off, off the board. Fuzzy is off the board. And going back to our topic last week, great nicknames. There you go. Um Oh yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go back to the defensive side of the ball. Um deviate away from the offensive line here for a moment. All right. Go back to the defensive side and uh I'm going to go with another pass rusher. Uh, another beast in his day, another Vince Lombardi guy. I'm going Willie Davis to pair up opposite Reggie White. Oh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Best player of him. As soon as you said Lombardi guy, I knew that was coming. <laughs> hey, it's a great pick. Willie Davis is, he's, he's one of my all time favorite players because not only was he a big time player who he and Paul Horning, Love to quote that they are positive he had 25 sacks in a season and definitely averaged in the teens. He's a big-time personality, a great personality, hearty laugh, great storyteller. Yeah, yeah. You you can't – if you're having a bad day, just go watch some interviews and listen to Willie Davis talk about football. You'll have a better day. (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just doing an Irish jig over here, looking at my defense right now, because I don't care who you got: Bart Starr, Don Hudson, Sterling Sharp, uh, Reggie White, and Willie Davis. There, there's not going to be, there's not going to be time for Bart to to get rid of that ball. Uh, sorry, it's, it's not going to happen. Well, that's the beauty. That's the beauty, Mike, of the West Coast. <laughs> Is you don't have to hold on to the ball very long. <clears throat> That's true too. That's, That's the true thing too, about but, it. And but Woodson will be and there. And that that was part of the reason that I wanted Holmgren. He'll he'll be there. He'll be there. <laughs> but you got Don There's Hudson on six. one side and Sterling Sharp on the other. Yeah, yeah. But going going back to my picks, I'm I'm going back to the defense. I got to go back to the defense. Yeah, you're a little... Got to go little, back to somebody who can You're lagging on defense help me. here. You only got three players. I, I know, I know. I just I had some guys I needed to get, but, you know, this is such a deep draft. It's a deeper draft than the 2017 draft. Yeah. Got to go back to my defensive tackle position. Fill out that position with a man who doesn't get talked about as often as I believe he should. A man who, though it wasn't the longest career, but at the height of his powers, he was an absolute monster. And not a nickname, but just a great name. Man that sounds like he would have been right at home with John Henry beating the steam engine. Henry (laughs) Jordan. Henry Jordan. That was a tough guy on my board. This is a 20 sack in a season guy. (laughs) From a defensive tackle position. 
absolute monster. I was hoping he would slip through the cracks, to be honest with you. I was hoping you'd overlook him. But Oh no. I've done my due diligence. That's a that's a good pick. Henry Jordan. Defensive tackle. So but, you got uh, so you got Henry Jordan and Gilbert Brown. Uh that's 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 pretty good. Filling out the, <laughs> the middle of that line there. Yeah, I can dig it. But you got Ray Nitschke. I'll uh let it fly on that. I was hoping he would come to me. I gotta go to the linebacker position. I gotta address the middle of the field. I gotta address it with a guy who was one of the great all around linebackers in uh not only Packers history but NFL history. A Lombardi guy. One of the classics. Dave Robinson. Dave Robinson. Good pick. Good pick. Uh I like him. I was thinking you were gonna go with AJ Hawk there, but uh I was close. I'm, you know what? I'm not going to lie. As a man with football intelligence and as a signal caller for a defense, when you reflect on his career, he's up there, but I think at this point I still would have been reaching a little bit for Hawk. Mm-hmm. But you can't go wrong with Dave Robinson. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, all right, so you're starting to fill out that defense a little bit. I still have some openings here uh, on the offense. But I don't think I'm ready to reach quite yet. I still need some defensive tackles, but you've already gotten yours. So I'm going to go back to the safety position. Uh, and I'm going to go with the guy, the originator, the inventor of the Lambo Leap, Mr. Leroy Butler. Hey, that's a great pick. Totally underappreciated player in the grand scope of the NFL. Absolutely. I actually just read uh, earlier... Today, I believe it was, that uh, Leroy Butler has made some list or something of the NFL's all-time most underrated players. So, I like what I got there. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It's definitely true. So, we're going with Charles Woodson, Willie Wood. Yeah, you've got a great safety tandem. That, oh man, that would have been a hell of a, hell of a safety tandem to watch. Yes, it would. Um Plus, we, I got the Lambo Leap. I think since I have the originator of the Lambo Leap on my team, I believe that gives me full rights to use the <laughs> Lambo Leap. Um, so, just just putting that out there. Um, uh, let's see. All right, all right, all right, all right. Still got two linebacker positions open. Could go back to the offensive line. Um. Do need defensive tackle. Let me look at who we got here on the O-line left. Um, There's still some good names out there. There is. I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to one in particular I've got my eye on. I don't say that. Now I'm, I'm going to try to figure out who it is so I can steal it from you. <laughs> Uh, let's see strategy okay all right i'm gonna go back to the offensive line here to help fill this out uh i need i need somebody yeah god it's kind of a toss-up for me right now i'm stuck between two guys 
Uh, where's Shelby at? Tell her to bring that coin back. I might need it. Uh, oh, she went to bed. She's tapped out for the night. <laughs> she said to hell with this shit. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I'm just gonna make my pick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go offensive lineman here for my fourth offensive lineman. I'm going with arguably the best offensive lineman of the '90s. I'm going Marco Rivera. Oh, great pick. Not who I had my eye on, but great pick. One that no one could ever fault you with. So I'm liking my O-line so far. Forrest Gregg, Jim Ringo, Fuzzy Thurston, and Marco Rivera. Still one spot open. Great too. line. And you know, I've, I've been looking at the running backs, but you've already filled out your running back position, and I've still got some incredible names that I can pick from. I'm going to let that ride for a little while. I'm going to go with trying to fill out my defense a little more here. And I need a corner. I need a corner to pair with Herb Adderley. I need a guy who I can depend on, a guy who's going to be there, a guy who's going to get aggressive, who's going to talk a little bit, get in some people's faces. Mike McKenzie. A guy with some of the best dreadlocks I've ever seen. We're talking Al Harris. The other of the ah, Charles Woodson Al duo Harris. in the more modern era Packers, but Al Harris, the uh, the ball hawk himself, current defensive backs coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, by the way, but a player who I really yeah. love to watch. Yeah, that's a that's a good pick. Um, most notable for his pick six in the Packers Seahawks playoff game, where Matt Hasselbeck. Uh, Oh yeah! Overtime and we want the ball, uh, and we're going to score. They wanted the ball. There you go. We want the ball. We want to store score. And Al Harris said, "Nope, to hell with that shit." Uh, (laughs) And that's often misremembered too. While we're on it, I mean, people often think that was the first possession of overtime, and people forget the Seahawks took the ball, had to punt. The Packers got the ball, had to punt, and then it was the next set out for the Seahawks. Hasselbeck threw that interception. Al Harris ran it right back in the end zone. Yep. So, all right, you got your ball hawk. But, uh, that's, that's a pretty good sticking duo. With, I can deal with that. Sticking with the defense and sticking with the back end, I need a safety. I don't have a safety yet. I need a safety who I can depend not. on. I need a safety who's going to make big plays. I need a safety who... It was another modern era player who was one of our favorites and a Super Bowl hero, Nick Collins. Ooh. A guy who we think if his career Nick would have Collins. lasted without that neck injury would have been a surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think I think that's a good pick. I think that's I, I see a trend. I see a trend here with your picks. You're you're going full on Packers redemption team here. Sterling Sharp. Jerry Kramer, <laughs> Nick Collins. You got a but you got a bunch of pissed off, hungry guys well, that still had that. It's they they got something to prove. Not only that, but you look at my DBs that I have. I got guys who got a lot of picks under their belts. I got guys who can take that ball away as soon as you start to think you're making a run. And with who I think you're going to take at quarterback, yeah. could be your undoing. You think I know? You think you think you know where I'm going at quarterback? But 
We'll, we'll see about that. I, you know what? As um, many quarterbacks played behind him, I, I may not. <laughs> People underestimate the sheer depth of the quarterbacks that have been on the Packers roster over the years. Yeah, all I'm going to say is, uh, if you're listening, Ingle Martin, uh, yeah, go ahead and get your phone ready. It might be buzzing here soon. <laughs> Hold on, Aaron Brooks. All right. Pay attention. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, my next two picks are going to be a little, uh, are, might, might be surprising, a little unconventional. Before we get all right, to them, I'm, though. I'm all for surprises. Before we get to them, though, uh, let's take a look at what we have on each side of the ball. Uh, for Team Lombardi, on offense, the deadly duo of running backs, Jim Taylor and Amon Green, uh, coming downhill with Forrest Gregg, Jim Ringo, Fuzzy Thurston, and Marco Rivera leading the way. Uh, defense, Tough to Reggie stop. White, Willie Davis on the edge, coming after Bart Starr. Rynitschke in the middle to strike fear in the hearts of whoever's going to be running at him. And in the secondary, we got some playmakers. We got some hard hitters, Charles Woodson, Willie Wood, and Leroy Butler. Uh, team Holmgren, interesting lineup. The redemption team, as I'm calling it. Uh, at quarterback, Bart Starr, throwing to the duo wide receivers of Don Hudson and Sterling Sharp. With the offensive line, Chad Clifton, Larry The Rock McCarron. And Jerry Kramer blocking the way. And on defense, uh, a nice mix. KGB, Kabir Bahabiyamila, Gilbert Brown, Henry Jordan at your defensive tackle position. At linebacker, Dave Robinson, an old Lombardi guy. And your secondary, I, I like your secondary quite a bit. Uh, Herb Adderley, Al Harris, Nick Collins. Uh, I like it. So I, I think, I think, this is going to be this going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting vote, and uh, we're going to have the vote up on Twitter on oh, Facebook. Yeah. We're going to have something special going on, and uh, I'm interested to see who comes out on this. But I got the next two picks, and as I mentioned, well, and just so people know, going to be before you go. Do not uh, don't turn that dial after the draft is over because we are <laughs> going to discuss this. There will be discussion. Yes. You're in for a supersized blue cheese radio tonight, folks. <laughs> we let's see. I got all right. I got two picks here that are, that are going to be interesting. You're building the redemption team on your side with the likes of Sterling Sharp and Jerry Kramer, Nick Collins. I'm looking at the tight end position. And I'm looking at a tight end who I believe oh. if, if he had the opportunity could have been one of the best Packers players of all time at, at the tight end position. I, I know what you're Finley. doing, and I knew one of us would do it. <laughs> I knew if you didn't I'm do it, it, I was going to do it. <laughs> I'm pulling the trigger. I think it's a great pick. I'm I think it's a terrific it. pick. I think Jermichael Finley, in his heyday when he was 100% and he was out there doing his thing, he was unstoppable at times. Unstoppable. Yeah, especially right before he got hurt because he really seemed be, like he was putting it together. 
Like he he just yeah. he really seemed like he had yeah, gotten I, his I, problem with his so I'm drops. Going, I'm, I'm take I'm going out on the limb here, folks. I don't think it's reach at all. I really don't. I wouldn't call that going out on a limb. I think it's a great pick. Yeah, I I can't so fault that at all. Michael Finley is my tight end. Let's see. Let's. I'm kind of talking myself out of it now. I might want to go something safer. Oh, don't do that. But I think with what I got and what's left on the board. <laughs> You just want me to mess this up. Don't lie. No. But. I'm going, I'm looking, I'm going to the special teams. And I'm going with a kick returner. Oh, I like this. Desmond I Howard. like where you're going here. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was good. Real good. Mr. Heisman only, himself. Only special teamer to. Ever win Super Bowl MVP. Exactly. Super Bowl MVP, Desmond Howard. So I went tight end and kick returner, back to back. Uh, A little ballsy move on my end, but... uh, It's good. Lombardi okayed it. Lombardi okayed it, so I think uh, think we're okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good with it. Next two, let's see here for my picks. Let's see, let's see. Well, I think I gotta throw this first one back out on the defense here. Grab myself another linebacker, one to uh, to solidify the middle of my defense. A guy who was a tackling machine, good run stopper, good pass defender. That's Nick Barnett, the club man himself, a guy who who amassed sheer monstrous amounts of tackles in his time with the Packers. Really, uh, really played a central role in the middle of that defense for a lot of years. I was sure you were going with Brad Jones. Oh, well, come on now. Give me a little more credit. He was going to be my next pick. (laughs) But uh, <laughs> he's, he's no, I got a your linebacker spot. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I I really like Nick Barnett. I've always been a fan of old Fifty Six. I think he's gonna gonna work well in the middle of that yeah. defense. He's gonna be a a guy who could be a centerpiece for a, a coordinator like Fritz Shermer. And you know. Before I go to my next one, and we before we decided on how many of we were going to be allowed at each position, I even considered drafting to fill out the old Eagle Five defense that Shermer was famous for running with five linebackers and two D linemen. <laughs> that the consideration was there, <laughs> but uh, my next pick, I'm going to have to flip back over to but the, the rules, offense. The rules are the rule. They prevent it. I'm going to have to go back to my offensive line. I'm going to have to jump in here with a guy who I did have my eye on, a guy who's considered one of the greatest offensive linemen, not only in Packers history, but NFL history. One who the youngins may not know about. And that's Cal Hubbard. Mm. This man was a, Cal a Hubbard. great blocker. I I, even I know about him. Oh, yeah. 
I've heard the name. I don't know much about him. What was he like? Leather helmet? Oh man. <laughs> oh yeah, we're talking old school, but we're talking a guy who who really, <laughs> really just held up. Let's see here, Cal Hubbard, tackle. 1929 to 1933, and then again in 1935. He played for the New York Giants for a couple years. Mm -hmm. Then he played for a a lot of years for Green Bay. Then he went to Pittsburgh and finished his career with the Giants, giving you a little history lesson here for all the kids out there. In an era when six-foot-tall players, and and this comes from (laughs) Packers.com, in an era when six-foot players were considered tall, Cal Hubbard was a giant. Although he was listed at six foot two and two hundred fifty three pound, uh, pounds by the Hall of Fame in Canton, in Green Bay publicity material at the time, Hubbard was actually listed at six foot five. In seventy, he was selected to the NFL's All Fifty Year Team, and in nineteen ninety four, he was actually selected to the NFL's All Time Two Way Team as a two way player. But he uh, he was mm, also I don't know, man. You want you a backup defensive lineman gonna, on the Packers? Is he- is he gonna hold up? <clears throat> he gonna hold up? Oh, against Hubbard's Rich rock, man. That's the question. Incredible strength. <laughs> All right, that, that's. I mean, when you look at it, in his first pick. three seasons uh, in Green Bay, well, uh, you know, you got to take a risk sometimes. In his first three seasons in Green Bay, they won three straight championships. Yeah, can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. All right. So we both got one spot left on the O-line. So you go Nick Perry, Cal Hubbard. Nick Perry? Nick Perry, going back to the... Uh, I didn't draft Nick not Perry. Nick, Perry. <laughs> Nick Barnett, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> going back to the redemption. Team, wrong club. Barnett. Not Nick Perry. The wrong Nick club. Nick ineligible. Yeah, wrong club. <laughs> wrong club nick all right all right well i'm going to um let's see here what, what's left what do we got all right i'm gonna fill out my offensive line and i'm gonna take uh the best offensive lineman left available on my on my list here mm. or do i want to go personal favorite Hmm. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna make a personal pick here. Uh, I'm gonna go with to fill out the offensive line to join Forrest Gregg, Jim Ringo, Fuzzy Thurston, Marco Rivera. I'm putting Mark Tauscher. Out on the other side. Hey, good pick. Yeah, I, I, I could really have gone elsewhere. Pick. I could have gone with some with another guy. I could have gone with a guy that was a little higher on my board, but I love me some Mark Tauscher. So I'll, I'll do it. So let's see what's. Hey, I like it. I still need a couple of linebackers. Getting to the nitty gritty here. Hmm. 
All right, I'm going to go with a guy who I think would have had a much better career as an outside linebacker instead of a middle linebacker, even though he played well as a middle linebacker. It's a guy we talk about quite a bit. But I think if he would have stuck at outside linebacker, I think he would have had a uh, a more promising career, I guess we'll say. I'm going to go A.J. Hawk. Hey. Can't fault you for that at all. I think he's just Not it's at a, all. he's good pick. I already got my, I got my thumper. I got my I I got my meanness. I got my meanness in Ray Nitschke. So, I'm going to go with the reliable guy yeah. as my next linebacker, AJ Hawk. So, So yeah. Yeah, it's a good pick. It's a great pick. Huh. Well, well, we're getting done. Well, 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 this leaves me with some some interesting stuff I'm looking at here. And I think for my my next pick, I'm going to have to go in and also round out my offensive line with a final spot. Going to take another Lombardi guy off the board. Man who played in the first two Super Bowls, blocked for Bart Starr on that line with the likes of Jerry Kramer and Fuzzy Thurston and the like. That's Gail Gillingham. Yeah, that was that was gonna be my that was gonna be my guy that was that I was gonna take over Tauscher, but uh, Hey Tauscher's like a great see, pick. He's Tauscher's like very underappreciated. But I like Gail Gillingham. Well, and then I'm going to have to uh, to flip the script back over to the defense. I've got to snag me another pass rusher. Another guy who can come in and really be a bookend of that line and get after whoever your quarterback is going to be. And this is a this is a tough tough one for me here because I I've got some guys I'm looking at, some guys that I really like guys that are just it makes it such a difficult there's some good names choice there's it's and it's pretty it's, it's pretty deep in pass rusher it really is it's it's very deep at pass rusher and it makes this choice that much harder huh wasn't ready for this <laughs> Uh, and it's really a toss-up for me between two guys that I'm a I'm a big fan of. It gets of. harder the, the longer you go down the list. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. And and I look at it, and I've still got people like Bryce Pop on the board, Aaron Campman, even Volney Holiday, who had five sacks in game. Tim Harris. It's it's a good list, and it and Tim Harris I could even fit in in either pass rusher or linebacker because he played. He was a great pass rusher as a linebacker. And it's just, it's so hard. Yeah. You know what? As deep as pass rusher is, I'm going to fill out my linebacker position and take Tim Harris. A guy who was a solid all-around linebacker but was a fierce pass rusher in addition to being a traditional linebacker. And one of those underappreciated late 80s Packers that people don't recognize well enough. Yeah. Yeah, he was gonna be he was gonna be one of my he was gonna be my third linebacker. 
So you took in, <laughs> you took Tim Harris from me. I can dig that. I like those two picks. That's two really good picks there. Gail Gillingham and uh Tim Harris. You're finding some you're you're actually doing the the Ted Thompson thing. You're finding some good uh some good value Late rounders. draft. Yeah. Tim Harris could maybe be yeah, my Mike exactly. Daniels. Fingers crossed. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. I got my picks. These, these picks of, do. They get harder. Though. So you pretty much filled out everything. They get harder. For the most part. Son of a bitch. Mm. Have you filled out your D-tackle All position right. yet? Nope. Haven't taken one. Um... <laughs> I, I, I haven't taken a wide receiver. I haven't taken a defensive tackle. Um, I've got mine filled out, so you can. Yeah, I'm just sitting on it, dude. You can I can sit on I can, those I because I can't pick anymore. <laughs> I got my pick of uh, pretty much everything. I think we both do. That's point. why I'm sitting I on running back. Just... Yeah, exactly. I think it's just down to to which ones will we choose. Um, but I think I'm going to go ahead and fill out my cornerback. And that's spot. what makes it so much harder. <laughs> exactly. Um, All right. I'm going to go ahead and fill out my cornerback spot, and I'm going to go with a guy paired with Charles Woodson, helped lead the Green Bay Packers to the Super Bowl in 2010 and played a tremendous, significant role in that. I'm going with Tremont Williams. Oh, I like that pick. To pair with Charles Woodson. I like that pick a lot. And this is an unexpected pick. Yeah. Because I really expected you to go with either Bob Jeter or Willie Buchanan. Yeah. um, I could have, but I I, I just really, I guess it's just that it's so current and I remember it so well. I just love the the duo of Charles Woodson and Tremont Williams during that Super Bowl run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and you know what's crazy to think about, too, is the fact that I'm sure neither so, of us thought about it, and I didn't until now, because these are all players who are no longer in the league for anybody who's just now catching up into this, is Sam Shields could have actually been on the board. Odd enough to yeah, think about. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sammy Shields could have been there. But, I, I yeah, that's but that, uh, sad. <laughs> that solidifies but, it for the corners right there. There you go. There's my secondary. Charles Woodson, Tremont Williams on the outside playing corner. And I got Willie Wood and Leroy Butler at safety. So uh, I like I like what we got there. Solid. All guys all guys who can take it to the house. One all right for uh... well, let's see. Next pick. I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna take my first let's see. I'm gonna take my first wide receiver here. And it's a guy right. that I think uh, I think it's a guy that Vince Lombardi would have loved to have. It's a guy Vince Lombardi would have loved to coach back in the day. Um, I'm going Donald Driver. Oh, that's a guy anybody would love to coach. <laughs> well, that's true. But I think Lombardi would just have a field day with Donald Driver because not only was Driver oh, yeah. just sure-handed, great route runner, just great wide receiver all around. But uh, also a very good run blocker. Yeah, 
Yeah, very good run blocker. Guy with no quit. So the guy that was always he was always aware of where the play was, even when he wasn't involved in it. Yeah, exactly. He brings a lot of grit to your receiver position right out of the gate. There, he's a guy who he was a really great yak guy, and that's part of why I picked Hudson and and Sharp. They can both make the big play catching it downfield, but they were both really good yak guys, and Mm -hmm. that's what as we've talked about Packers football is built around no matter what era it is. It seems like guys who can really get the yards after the catch really make this team go. That's a great pick. All right. So I think we got great pickup in Donald driver. uh, We each got five picks left. So Ty, you're on the clock. Well, I've got to go back to the offense and address a position that I've been sitting on for a while, a position that I've had to really think about because of the absolute slew of names that are left in the stable here. And I've got to add add some nasty to this offense. Got to to add some anger. Got to add a guy who's not afraid to scratch and claw and bite his way to victory if he has to. The train hopper, Johnny Blood. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was wondering if his name was going to get called. Because like you said, there's so many players at the running back spot that you to, to, to pick from. Oh, I love it's it. ridiculous. I think there's it's 10 so legitimate. Deep. Yeah, there's 10 legitimate guys you could have gone with there. But this is a... Easily. But this is a guy who underrated speed a great ability to run outside and inside the tackles. He thrived in an era when that's what you did was run the ball. And, you know, defenses knew it was coming, but he still had the success that he had. You know, a member of the Packers ring of honor, Johnny blood McNally to be a guy who is going to lead my backfield, especially between the twenties. Speaking of of nasty, got to add a little bit more of a, little bit more of a nasty element to my defense. I need a, I've got some solid guys in there, but I need a guy who's going to come in, just absolutely tear somebody up. One of the best picks that we've ever seen of a player on the field. And that's Chuck Cecil to round out my safety position. Ooh, surprise. Chuck you Cecil. speak of a, a guy right. that can lay the wood. There was, not a lot of players in NFL history that could lay the wood quite as hard as Chuck Cecil. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, if you look at – I mean, I think he's a – or he was. I, don't, I guess he's not anymore. But he was on the defensive staff for uh, Jeff Fisher. Uh, he was the defensive coordinator for the Titans for a while when yeah. Jeff Fisher was there. But he was with the Rams last year. And uh, all you got to do is look at that dude's face. He's got one of those Roman noses. Uh, one of those noses that roams all over his face, from yeah. it being broke and smashed so so much during his playing days. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the a good picture pick. that I we've like talked about. Is you got his Herb nose Adderley, is clearly Al broken? Harris, Nick Collins and Chuck Cecil. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And for anybody who who hasn't heard us talk about the picture in question is of Chuck Cecil. His nose is clearly broken. It's split open right across the middle, and it's just blood running down his face. And he's grinning like a kid who just opened a really good Christmas present. 
It's amazing and absolutely terrifying like all at the same time. I like it. Yeah. Oh, Chucky Cecil. All right. I was kind of surprised by that pick. I didn't know if he, oh, we were going to see him. Let's see. Hell, I lost track. Well, it really came down between Cecil and uh, Bobby Dylan for me, and I just, I'm really a fan of Cecil. I think he's a little bit underrated, but I'm really confident with Nick Collins and his ability to play the entire back end if need be because of his speed and his range. And if I mm-hmm. have to, Cecil can drop right down the box and lay somebody out. Yeah, and, and you're going to need it um, with my with my uh, with my running game. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, down to the nitty gritty, folks. I still need two defensive tackles. I still need a linebacker. Still need a wide receiver, and still need my quarterback. I'm gonna. My quarterback on the back burner. And let there the, are some very good names still on the board. anticipation build for that one. Yes, there, there's, you know, you're picking, you're picking from the all-time greatest Packers of all time. There's, <laughs> you could do two drafts and, and still have some pretty damn good teams. So, um, oh yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and take a defensive tackle here. This will be I'm going to go with Dave Hanner. Oh, good pick. Good pick. He's second on my board just after Henry Jordan. So I'm going to go ahead and take one here. I'm going to take him here. And then I'm going to fill out my linebacker spot. Let me see who I got here. I'm very interested to see who you pick as your third linebacker. I'm going to take number two linebacker on my board. I'm going to go with Bill Forrester as my... That's who I thought you were going to go with. I figured it was going to be Forrester. It was going to be Forrester or Dan Curry. Am I right? There you go. Yeah. Great pickup. Another guy who doesn't get talked about often enough. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, It's unfortunate, but, you know, it is what it is. I'll take him there. Late draft steal. Uh, so my linebackers, Ray Nitschke, A.J. Hawk, Bill Forrester. Uh, I like what I got there. I think that fell pretty well for me. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and for me, Sorry, it's I'm, finally I'm time. I'm lagging behind here. I'm trying to write all this down. Oh. <laughs> well, and, and for me, it's finally time to address my final pass rusher spot. Something I've been really waffling back and forth on in the in the background here on my side of the microphone. I'm going to have to take a page out of your book, Mike. I'm going to have to in recreate the a pairing. Yeah. I'm going to have to recreate a pairing of an incredibly successful duo, much like you did with your corner position. And on the other end of the line, the man who can flip-flop all day and play either side, just like KGB and would created absolute hell for offenses. And that's Aaron Campman. Love me some Aaron Campman. That's one of my... Uh, yes, sir. It's one of my personal favorites. 
Another guy that did, didn't have quite as long of a career as maybe he should have. Got derailed by injury a little bit, but, you know. Well, and it's a thing, too, where the Packers the redemption team switched team to the uh, to take shape. Yeah. The, the team had switched to that 3-4, and he just did not really fit as a linebacker in the 3-4. He was much better served as a 4-3 guy with his hand in the dirt. And to have him and KGB as the bookends again, the, the tandem paired back up, I really like how that looks. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's good pair. And now right. it's time for me so pick to pick number forty-one, folks. Winding down, Aaron Cameron. And now it's time for me to address the other half <laughs> of my backfield <laughs> to pair up another runner with Johnny Uh-oh. Blood. This would be interesting. This could be anybody. It very well could be because you talk about the great running backs in Packers history. It could be anybody. But it's really not that hard to guess. It's a guy who has been quoted as being a somewhat average runner from time to time between the 20s. But was absolutely unstoppable in the red zone. The other half of the Lombardi backfield, Paul Horning, the golden boy, the Kentucky native The golden boy. Nice pick. A man nice who, pick. another guy yeah, who could do it all. Bit, and like you said, man, I, you look at these running backs. Oh, and and for people who who don't know the deep history, I mean, we've left names on the board at the running back position, like Edgar Bennett, Dorsey Levens, Tony Canadeo, uh, Ryan Grant, who goes completely underappreciated. John Brockington. John Brockington, yes, yes, Rookie of the Year. But Paul Horning will round out my backfield alongside mm-hmm. Johnny Blood McNally. I like it. I like it's a good mix. It's a good that, that, <laughs> All right, all right. I like what you've done there. Uh, well, I still need a quarterback. Still need a wide You're receiver. You're gonna wait till the very end. Still I need swear. a defensive tackle. But I'm waiting until the very end. I still need a tight end. That's true. You still need a tight we end. We both still need a kicker. We both still need a punter. Special teams guys, too. Your kicker, your punter, and your kick returner. Yeah. I don't expect to be kicking many field goals. But if we do have to, I need a, I need Mr. Automatic. I need a guy, the all-time leader. Uh, or he was. The all-time leader in Packers scoring. I'm going with a uh, going Ryan Longwell. Can't go wrong there. Yeah, you can't go wrong there at all. Ryan, even though he is, even though he did, even though he did betray us and, and switch sides over to the Vikings, that's okay. Well, he can come back and redeem himself one last time. <laughs> I mean, I could just say that I'm going to have Jerry Kramer or Paul Horning kick my field goals, but I'm not. I need a specialist. <laughs> That's true. That's true too. Uh, hell, didn't didn't Don Hudson kick field goals too? I'm sure he did at some point. 
He certainly did. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I'm going I've to... I've just got a wealth of emergency kickers. <laughs> oh, you're going to need it. Yeah, yeah. Keep talking. Because my special teams are going to kill yours. <laughs> you're going to need as many backups as possible, but yeah. uh, I still need my last defensive tackle. And I'm going to go with a guy... Uh, this should be real good. I'm going to go with a guy that I love, just personal favorite, key player, key acquisition in the Packers' uh, run to the Super Bowl in the 90s. I'm going Santana Dotson. Great pick. I figured that's where you were going. Yeah. And Not only is he, does he have a badass name, Santana he's a beast as well well I mean and you know I I thought you were either going to go Dotson or when you said a key free agent pickup before you made it to saying in the 90's I thought you may have actually gone with Ryan Pickett no I was never a big Ryan Pickett fan (laughs) just never never did it for me uh, you, you had me wondering for a second there. I was I was thinking about Johnny pick, Jolly, though. but Great I pick. can't remember if he's still in the league or not. He is not, and neither is BJ Raji. I almost picked Raji at one point. Ooh, that's a good point. Damn, how did I miss on Raji? I needed a big run stopper. Oh well, I'll, I'll stick with Dotson. The pick is in. The pick is in. The pick is in. All right. That's the thing I had. I had Gilbert Brown, so I was I was good with with that. All right, all right. Make your next two picks. You got four slots left. You need a tight end and all three special teams positions. All right, I'm going to go ahead and address the tight end position. I've got my, my top three names. I don't really feel like I could go wrong with any of these names but I got to go with a guy who was just absolutely productive no matter what he does or where he is, and that's Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson, all right. Another one of those key a, acquisitions for the, the Packers Super Bowl run in the 90s. Yeah, it was it was almost a toss-up between Jackson and Mark Chimura, but I just, I'm yeah, a really Chimura. big Keith Jackson fan. Oh, uh, he was he was a fantastic player in his day. But uh, uh see we got Jackson. Man, I'm surprised I'm very I'm very surprised you didn't go with Paul Kaufman. I thought about it and I, I almost went with a personal pick and went with Bubba Franks. But I yeah, I just but, needed I needed somebody with just a little bit more talent than Franks to get in the middle of the field there. Yeah. Yeah. Bubba Bubba was on my list. He was he was my third uh tight end on there, so I mean, I'm surprised that <laughs> I'm very surprised that you didn't pick DJ Williams. Moving well, on, um, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my kick returner. Go ahead and address the uh, the special teams here with my second pick. And this was a tough one. It was a very tough one because. Uh, y- you know there there were there have been some great ones. 
and I've got to take him off my board. Charles Woodson was actually on my board at kick returner. But uh, I'm going to go with a guy who... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't going to be there for... Come on. I, I know, but you never know. I'm going to go with a guy who averaged a lot of yards as a <clears throat> kick returner. He never really made it as a running back. But the return game was where he really shined. He actually had a 101-yard kickoff return to his resume, and that's Dave Hampton. Dave Hampton, good pick. I read up on him. I was thinking about him as kick returner, but uh, uh, Desmond Howard. Oh, I know. And at this point, with you having... Super Bowl MVP, only a kick returner in history. Yeah. And with you taking Howard off the board, it was really between Dave Hampton and Will Blackman, who is often forgotten about. Will Blackman. Yeah, I think he's still in the league. I think he's still on the Jaguars roster, if I'm not mistaken. Really? I had no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But, but right, yeah, there pick. we go. That, right, uh, so your, that takes care of my returner. filled out except for... Me, kicker and punter. But your defense, your offense is completely filled out, and you still need kicker and punter. I need a punter, wide receiver, and a quarterback. So <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and take my punter. I'm going to take Craig Hendrick. Good pick, good pick. He was one of my top two. Big Craig Hendrick fan. Not only was he a great punter for the Packers, but he's a good punter for the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. So I got Ryan Longwell, Craig Hentrick, Desmond Howard. Very 90s specific in the special teams era. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> and for my next pick, I'm I'm going with a wide receiver. And I'm going to take best wide receiver left like on the board I feel like I know who me. you're going to take. Uh, it's a toss-up between two guys for me right now. Um. Oh, but I, I think I. But I'm I'm going James Lofton. I'm taking James okay. Lofton. He that's, was that's just, what I thought. Uh, he was a great wide receiver during the '80s. Yeah, Hall of Famer. It was a toss-up between James Lofton and Antonio Freeman. Oh, now see, I thought it was going to be a toss-up for you between James Lofton and Max McGee. I know you're a big Max McGee guy. Yeah, or even Boyd Dowler. Uh, just his size yeah. would, have, would have been impressive. But I already had Jermichael Finley, so I felt like I had the size and speed covered. So I needed a I need a reliable playmaker at wide receiver and James Lofton. Pairing him with Donald Driver, uh, I can dig it. Yeah, great pickup. All right. So when you need a kicker and a punter, bro, and your draft is finished. Well, these are are pretty easy considering you've taken the other other two off the board there, and Hendrick or yeah, Hendrick and uh, Ryan Longwell. So for my kicker, gonna go with another another modern era guy, and that's Chris Jack, Jackie, Jack, Jackie, whatever. Chris, you're my guy. <laughs> Chris Jackie. I have All trouble right. with Chris Jackie like you have trouble with Kristen Michael. 
Yeah, there you go. But uh, then for my we'll my final pick C-Jack. of the title town oh, rumble. No, I'm messing it up. CJ. Yeah, there we go. CJ. Yeah. So uh, we'll uh, we'll roll with the punter <laughs> here. Another another solid pick. I feel like, and that's Josh Bidwill, a name I can pronounce. All right. A guy who was reliable, Josh who was very Bidwell. accurate, and when it comes to punters, I'll take accuracy over power any day. Yeah. Solid pick. Josh Bidwell. All right. All right. So there's your draft. And we're down to the 50th pick. That rounds out the Holmgren team. Now, number 50, Mr. Irrelevant. I'm really curious here. Number 50, Mr. Irrelevant, the quarterback of Team Lombardi. Now, I had to take into account, because right now I think the obvious pick, you got Bart Starr. I think the obvious pick that everyone's thinking is Brett Favre. I think that's the obvious pick. Of course. Now, how would Favre and Vince and Lombardi get along? I mean, that's the question I'm dealing with right now. Yeah. And that's something I've wondered about. But I am, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Because I am so confident in the rest of my team. Oh. I think Lombardi can not only rein in Favre a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I, 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 I just want to see it. I think it's just, it's got to be. <laughs> Brett Favre, the 50th pick of the Title Town Rumble, Mr. Irrelevant to round out Team Lombardi. I'm going number four, Brett Favre. There it is, folks. The Title Town Rumble. The draft is taking place. Well, and I can't fault the pick, but it's also the pick that I was hoping that you were going to take. And. Everybody knows I'm the biggest Brett Favre fan in the world. But when it comes down to this, and it comes down to two coaches who run systems that are built on precision, uh, coaches who run systems that are based on not making the mistake, I had to go with Bart Starr because of his efficiency, the fact that he is a winner, and he, he's gutsy without making the mistake. Brett Favre, for all the greatness that he has, that one interception with teams with this kind of talent can be the difference in a game. Yeah, yeah. That is why I picked Star over Favre, and that I was hoping that you would pick Favre. But I think we saw what... The way you sold that, I really thought you might have gone with somebody like Lynn Dickey or Arnie Herber or Cecil Isbell or somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just, I was just, you know, I was teasing. I was going to keep everybody on the string. I was, I was going to go with Favre the entire time. Um, <laughs> well, let's not forget but, uh, either I people think, that. Here's my logic. Okay. I think we're going to be a run first team. Okay. Yeah, definitely. With Lombardi as your coach. We're going to be a run first team. We're going to be pounding the ball with the Packers sweep with Jim Taylor, Amon Green. We're going to play great defense with Nitschke and Reggie White and Charles Woodson and 
and the playmakers I got on defense. I think we're going to be fine. I think we've seen what happens when Brett Favre has a dominant running game. You saw it in Minnesota uh, when he had Adrian Peterson, and the, and the offense was based around Adrian Peterson. He had probably the best season of his career. So I think but. you pair Favre with Jim Taylor, Amon Green, Forrest Gregg, Jim Ringo, Fuzzy Thurston, Marco Rivera, Mark Tauscher. You reasoned for that season in Minnesota, but how did that season in Minnesota end with an interception? Shut up. It's Look, that's just because <clears throat> look, that's because uh the Minnesota coach, oh Brad Childress was a shitty coach. He didn't know what he was doing. Favre wouldn't do Favre wouldn't have done that shit on Lombardi's watch. Lombardi would have beheaded Brett Favre if that were or if that were his team. You you think? But all it takes is that one play. And how did Brett Favre's career end with the Packers? On an <laughs> interception. And to me, with my team, it's it's a quarterback centric well, team. It's it's Vince Bart Lombardi Star. wasn't coaching. Hey, you know, I'll give you that. I will give you that. That's always a factor. That's always a factor. But with the Packers sweep, which you That's believe is going to be your bread and butter, <clears throat> and, it, and it could be, but with the athleticism and playing in a 4-3, playing be. in a, a shoot-the-gap scheme, a scheme that does not allow for a play like that to develop in the way that it needs to develop, especially in an aggressive defense like what Fritz Shermer will run. I've got Nick Collins on the back end. I'm not worried about Favre beating me deep. He's going to get picked off. I've got Herb Adderley on one side, Al Harris on the other. I'm not worried about your passing game, even with Favre and James Lofton and Donald Driver. I'm just not that worried. I got three guys right there that can take it to the house. And Chuck Cecil's going to make anybody that comes across the middle afraid to come across the middle. But with KGB, with Aaron Jermichael Kenner, Finley with Gilbert Brown, is not who is be going afraid. to occupy Jermichael two Finley's blocks. not afraid to go that's, over the middle. That's a given. Jermichael Finley's going to drop every pass that comes his way. Jermichael Finley's a beast. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not denying that. <laughs> he is no, when, he catches, when he catches he the not. ball. I, I believe. But. With that linebacking core, I've got ball hawks all over the field. I've got I've got guys all over the okay. field. All right, well that I mean, are gonna. I th- I think. I well, this thing too. Look- Here's the thing: is you say you're gonna run the ball, and it's gonna be based on the sweep. What if you don't get the ball? Say Holmgren can run a traditional West Coast offense, not built around the deep passing of Brett Favre. I've got ball hawks, but I've got a balanced oh, we'll game. Ball. We got, I got ball My hawks. game's not built around the pass or just the run. I can play keep away in this West Coast offense. I can pass to set up the run. I can pass short to set up the deep pass. Yeah. I can run to set up the pass. I've got so many options in my offense that Vince Lombardi doesn't have in his offense that he's you're going to have to depend on less plays that I'm not sure you can run against some of the athleticism and the scheme of this defense. All right. All right. All right enough of this. Enough of this horse shit. 
Enough of this. I'm not. I'm not listening to it anymore. First of all, your offense is never going to have a chance to get off the ground. Yeah. Because I don't care what you do, West Coast offense. I don't care if you roll out to the right, roll out to the left. You roll out to the right, you got Reggie White in your face, and then you're getting slammed to the to the ground. That's the bottom line. Bart Starr ain't going to make it through the whole game. He goes to the left side. He's got Willie Davis in his face. What's he going to do? Uh, you try to dump it off short to over the middle. You got Ray Nitschke waiting to tear somebody's head off. Uh, you, you try to go deep. You got Charles Woodson, probably one of the greatest ball hawks of all time. He'll pick it off. He'll take it to the house. Charles Woodson takes it to the house. Charles Woodson makes house calls, folks. Uh, you throw it to either side. Tremont Williams, known to take it to the house. You go back, you watch that Atlanta Falcons game in 2010. Turning point of the game, Tremont Williams, pick six on Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't think Bart Starr has the arm strength to 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 to, to squeeze it in tight windows. Oh, and I do. Does, uh, you still got Willie Wood. You still got Leroy Butler. Uh, I, I, I like my defense over your offense. I like my offense over your defense. I like Don Hudson, and I like Sterling Sharp, two of the best <laughs> route runners in the history of the game. Guys who can get open, guys who can slip those tackles, guys who can pick up those yards after the catch. And we have seen too much film of Bart Starr throwing in some teeny tiny tight windows to ever question his arm strength. You're talking about a five world championship quarterback here. Don't discount Bart Starr. This is a man who has beat his health issues just to come back to Lambeau Field to wave at everybody. That's true. I'll give him credit for that. But Bart Starr, it doesn't matter. He's going to have more health issues because your offensive lineman, you picked Chad Clifton at the top of the draft. Not only did you pick Chad Clifton to protect his blind side, you picked a six foot two, 250-pound offensive lineman from the 1800s to block him. How are they going to block Reggie White and Willie Davis? Are you kidding me? And if I blitz Ray Nitschke, shut the front door. If you blitz Ray, if you blitz Ray Nitschke, that's going for a touchdown. Oh, Don no. Hudson is going to come that, crossing the over the middle system. after putting a move on Tremont Williams, putting him on skates out on the boundary, and he's taking it to the house. And Willie Wood would lay the wood and knock his leather helmet right off of his head. Oh no! Don Hudson would shake Willie Wood off. He'd smack him down and say, "Boy, let me show you something." No, there's no. a reason Don Hudson still has. There's a reason Don Nigga, Hudson has records the, the that 1930s. still stand. This ain't the 1930s. <laughs> there's a reason Don Hudson has records that still stand. What didn't didn't Devonte Adams break one of his records last year? Come on, he broke a catches in a game. Uh, I would have been better off taking Devonte Adams. You would no, you can't put Devonte Adams over Don Hudson in any conversation <laughs> ever. Oh, I'm doing it in this conversation because Don Hudson has officially become the enemy. Don Hudson is now the enemy. You bastard. <laughs> You can say all you want. You can say all uh, you want, no, but I, I, honestly, I, I just don't think you have a chance. I think you, I think you messed up. I didn't mess up your offensive. I think you because I'm telling you, this game right into the hands of Nick Collins. Brett Favre's going to rocket some balls through that defense. You may, you took, and Nick Collins takes it to the house too, my friend. Nick Collins, give me a break. He had two good seasons. 
see, you're flipping your script here because you're one who talks about Nick Collins could have been on his way to the Hall of Fame. Well, he could have been, but he wasn't. And he's not. I've got He's going to be getting blitzed I've over. Got three Look, you DBs got all your guys. Who Nick Collins could have been the in the Hall of Fame. Jerry Kramer could have been in the Hall of Fame. Hey, this is all about guys at the height of their powers. Because you're talking about how Jermichael Finley's not going to drop balls. He had one half of a season where he didn't have the dropsies. Listen to me. You Jermichael bastards. Finley couldn't have caught his car keys for the majority of his career. Jerry Kramer and Gil <laughs> Gillingham wouldn't have been wouldn't have been shit without Forrest Gregg and Fuzzy Thurston. Oh, how dare you? They're the stars. They're the stars of that offensive line back in the day, and I got them both. Deal with it. Without pal. Jerry Kramer, the Packers don't win the Ice Bowl. Uh, who needed to win that game? Lombardi had already won uh-huh. all, all those championships before anyway. Big deal. You made one play. Good job. Good job, Jerry. Oh, how dare you? How dare you say Jerry Kramer made one play? <laughs> he made one play. You go Good tell that you. to Jerry Kramer. And you go with Chad See if Clifton. he doesn't whoop your ass. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't dare. But uh, uh, you go with Chad Clifton. I took Mark Tauscher. Chad Clifton. Uh, you, how, you, you can't talk all you shit about do, Chad Clifton. All you got to do is look at the Pro Bowls, pal. Who has more Pro Bowls? You're really getting into Pro Bowls. Pro Bowls. You're getting into meaningless votes. Mark Tauscher. <laughs> Pro Bowls are important. Championships. Oh, so we're not counting Pro Bowls anymore. Oh, well, championships. I got Team Lombardi. Holmgren has one. Holmgren has one. Okay. We'll give Holmgren And he blew that. one. Holmgren has one in the era of free agency. Ah. Uh, two different things. He should have had two, two but he blew it. Two different things. Nobody was beating the Broncos. And it wasn't Brett Favre's fault. Favre blew it. Favre didn't blow it. Favre threw an interception. Two. That Packers defense with your buddy Gilbert Brown, and, and they blew it. All right. Dude, I don't hear it. Terrell Davis was running blind. Exactly. A blind running back. A blind, nah. a blind, a blind running back beat your defense. A blind talking, running back. You're talking until Brett Favre defense. throws that interception. Thank you for making the point for me. One guy on my defense. One guy on my defense. Hey, you still hey, it's your defense, pal. It's your defense. Your Good team Lord, running that Packer sweep with the athleticism on my defense. They won't oh, have time. The deadly athleticism of Gilbert Brown. Oh boy. The Packers sweep will not work. I already got a plan for Gilbert it Brown. It will not work. I already got a plan for Gilbert Brown. We're just going to throw Henry we're, Jordan. We're going to throw a, a sandwich and a bag of Cheetos down. And uh, when, when Gilbert Don't Brown goes for it, we'll have uh, dare. You know, we'll have Jim Taylor put the boots to him. Oh, that's dirty. <laughs> I'll tell you what's going to happen in this game. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Johnny Blood and Chuck Cecil are going to invite your team out for drinks the night before. Drink them all under the table, and they're all going to be sick. <laughs> they won't even be able to play. Motherfucker, Ray Nitschke was the voice of... Of Miller, it's too much. Ray Nitschke was the voice far. of Miller Light for years. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he was the face. Oh God, we've gone too far. <laughs> we've gone way too far. This is no longer about football. <laughs> it's personal now. We need everybody to settle this. We, me and Ty are at, at each other's throats now. We're too competitive. It's time to leave it up to the fans. We need the fans to settle this. We're we starting need, to hate each other more than Shelby hates us. We gotta stop. 
We need Shelby to get in the middle of this. So, folks, we need you to go to Twitter. Get on Twitter. Uh, we'll, we're going to post the, the rosters. We're going to post a, a poll or we're going to do a hashtag thing. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out the best way to do it. And we're going to have a contest. Uh, if you vote, if you use the hashtag, either Team Holmgren, Team Lombardi, uh, which team you think is the best all-time Packers team, uh, you are in the running. We, we will select you for a special uh, a special prize. Uh, we'll announce it on Twitter. Uh, we'll, we'll let you guys know. But we need you guys to settle this, to, to cool things down, uh, because at this point, it's a stalemate. Uh, who do you got? Team Lombardi? Team Holmgren? You let us know, because, because, because to me it's very lopsided. It's it's a very one sided affair. And Frazier, <laughs> I'm talking to you, Team Holmgren. Don't let me down. Don't, don't pander for votes. What's what's wrong you with you? Got it, buddy. And we're, we're going to try to keep this on the up and up as as much as possible. If if and I by will the way, pander you, you to can, Frazier you, all day. You can have Frazier's vote. I'm going to pander, hey, Russia, hey, Russia, you're pretty good at that whole, you know, election voting oh, thing. Why don't, don't you uh, dip into uh, <laughs> dip into the title town rumble huh? for your old buddy, for your old buddy, Mike, for your old buddy, Vince Lombardi. And uh, you. He, he greatly appreciate it. So just put that out there. Just put it out there. You dare to speak of integrity. <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, you know, it's. I'm just saying, if there are any if there are any emails or anything that need to be leaked on WikiLeaks, uh, you know, Bart Starr might be into some some dirtiness. Ah. Uh, I'm just saying, if, if, if you got anything on any of these guys, just uh, don't hold back. That's all I'm saying. Bart Starr may be the next purest human being in the world <laughs> after Fred Rogers. Don't you dare. Well, he may be the most purest human being after Fred Rogers, but I got the Minister of Defense on my team. I got God on my team. I got Reggie White. Reggie White is on my team, so contend with that. Oh, you went there. <laughs> oh, you went there. You did. I had to pull it out. I had to pull it out at the end here. I gotta, I gotta make my, I gotta make the, I gotta make my plea you heard to the it fans. Here, people. It's up to the fans. It's blue cheese heads. It's in your hands now. We need you to settle this because if you don't, this show might end. We have no idea. We are too competitive for this. It's been a bad idea from the start. We need your help. Yes. Yes. Let's settle down. Let's settle down. Let's take a breath. We're all we're all Packers here. We're all Packers here. Lombardi, Holmgren, Favre, Star. We're all on the same team Ooh. here. We're all, we're all, let's, let's take a breath. We're all good here, folks. But it's up to you. And I think me and Ty will both agree that no matter the outcome of the vote, we will accept it with grace and dignity and honor, just the way that Gene Wilder accepted it in Young Frankenstein. Um <laughs> But, so, here's what it is. Whew. I'm hot now. I'm sweating. I haven't broke a sweat. In the words of Lombardi, you show me a good loser, I'll show you a loser. 
Exactly. Exactly. Well, folks, with that being said, I'm going to read the plugs here. <clears throat> For everything Packers, uh, go to packtothefuture.com. Words to live by. Packtothefuture.com, everything Packers. You can check out our podcast. You can check out The Sweep with Fred Thurston. Uh, you can check out the Pack to the Future podcast, the official Pack to the Future podcast, and the Packers in Law podcast. Uh, four great podcasts to choose from, folks. You can't go wrong. Follow us on Twitter. We need your help. We need your votes. You're the deciding factor. At Blue Cheese Radio. Personal Twitters, at Titletown Tie, at Radiation Mike. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Blue Cheese Radio. Uh, Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Help get the show out there to more folks, uh, more Packers fans like yourself. Uh, it'd be great help. And uh, we got a YouTube channel. Look us up on YouTube. We post clips of every show every time we release one. So it's a good way to keep up with uh, with the show in a more condensed version. If you're on the go and you just want to check out, hey, uh, well, what do they think about this? What, oh, what is this? Jay Cutler smoking a cigarette. You know, you know whatever. Uh, <laughs> check us out on YouTube. Uh, but I think that, that about does it for the, uh, my throat's about to cave in. So Ty, unless you got <laughs> anything left to say, any last, any last please to, uh, make to our, uh, blue cheese heads out uh, there. I'm not going to beg. Yours. I'm not going to beg. I just, you know what? Honestly, this would be an amazing game or it to ever happen. Have fun with it. <clears throat> you know, whoever you guys think would win. Honestly, it, it would be a great game no matter what. Enjoy voting. Uh, look forward to the prize because, as we said, we're going to give a prize away to somebody. We will announce that on Twitter, so just uh, hang tight. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the rumble. Let us know. Absolutely. And with that said, uh, we are off next week. Uh, I don't know if we'll do a show next week. It depends on what happens in the news. If anything goes down, uh, we'll announce the uh the results of the rumble. Uh, we'll probably do a poll. We'll probably have it up for about a week or so. So uh, we'll just take it from there. The off season, it's, it's wide open fields right now for us folks. Um, but until the next episode, I'm Mike and I'm Ty. And there is your dagger. And no, 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 no. Here's how it's done. And there is your dagger. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.